This is my exit plan. Serendipity. It's not just a 2001 rom-com starring John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. It's also a happy coincidence. But I don't believe in fate. I hate to quote another movie, no fate but what we make. If you want an outcome, then you've got to be the outcome. You've got to see it, feel it, and know it to be true. You're most of the way there. But the thing is, you're competing with everyone else's belief in what should be, and so there is no true fate. But still, I can't shake the feeling some things are meant to be, or that they're necessary in the grand chemical reaction that is reality. Or is it a collapsing quantum wave front? However you look at it, there are some things that just appear to be required because of what has come before and what is yet to come. They're the missing puzzle pieces that fit so well, they just, they just are. Looking back like this, as I go through my journals, I can see the serendipity of my life. I've tried creating and living my vision of what is coming later tonight, but so is Shilpa. And I'm very much afraid she's got the greater experience and capacity. Look, I'll add this next journal in and quit flapping my gums. I didn't get that team lead role. That's cool. And by cool, I mean it sucks dog's balls. There is another opportunity at work in the architecture and strategy division. That would be a considerable step up. It's more in line with what I want to do anyway. In the meantime, I'm going to make some side bucks. I heard about reselling estate sale stuff from various places on the net. I think it sounds like fun. It's kind of like archaeology. I'll be digging up old things left behind, and they each tell a story. Except hopefully the story is ka-ching. Look, I'm doing it today, uh, today being Saturday. And there are several sales on, each with some old, valuable-looking stuff. Really, though, I have no idea what is and what isn't valuable. I just figure I'll start off buying whatever looks good and seems a reasonable price. From there, I'll learn pretty quickly what does and doesn't sell and what a good price is. I've got to start somewhere. Look, it's going to be a hot, dry and dusty day today, with easterly winds blowing in the heat and dust from inland. Now, I invited Heidi, but she's going away to see her... Uh, what? Going away to see her big sister and her new niece. She asked me if going to the sale was so important, uh, or if I could consider coming along the trip with her to see sis. Like I would give up some sweet money-making scheme to visit her sister. Anyway, so I'm off to the sale. When I brought this idea up with her, Heidi was all for it, and now I actually set a date to hit the auctions, and she's flaked out. Look, she can be a little self-absorbed at times, without the awareness that things are happening to other people. Some people make real money doing this. There's this one guy who averages just about $1,000 a week reselling estate sale items on eBay. Yeah, yeah, she was flaky and self-absorbed. I was such a bonehead. In case you can't guess, I didn't make my fortune reselling dead folk stuff. I didn't make my fortune at all, in fact. I'm more or less just as broke now as I was then. If I live long enough, that'll change. 
but I don't like my chances. I also don't entirely know if there's a business opportunity to be had. Oh well. I'm looking at what must be the most Scooby-Doo house of all time. Even the bright gold sunlight is struggling to penetrate the heavy canopy of ancient gums standing guard around this old Queen Anne Gothic style mansion. It's only on the medium to small size compared to the contemporary mansions in the rest of the suburb, but its drab colour and perpetual shade lends it you know, a massive feel. If I see a harpsichord in the parlour, I'll just freak. I imagine a house like this has a parlour, and a sitting room, and a drawing room, and so on. It probably has a basement, uh, which is next to unheard of in Australia. Oh look, there's a little sign on the letterbox indicating the auction is on today, so I'll go in. If this is the last journal I record, you'll know I was taken by the spirit that haunts the house. Wow, it's just as grim inside. Holy moly, there's like five heavy deadbolts on the door. Uh, the inside is dim thanks to the heavy, what are they? Velvet drapes over the windows. Oh, and that, oh, that's a bit dire. Looks like bleach stains in patches on the carpet at the base of the stairs and around the entrance. I can assume a comedy accident involving cleaning products? I think that would be best. Okay, I'm going into the auction room. Uh, no harpsichord. Out. Well, the auction came and went. I had a quick glance over the table. Heavy with junk for sale. There were old tools, sewing equipment, a pile of five old scabby looking books bound in leather wooden brass. If I had to describe them, I'd call them shabby eldritch style. They seem to be memoirs or collections of writings. One of them reminded me of the Voynich manuscript. It's all drawings and symbols with indecipherable script. They look like, to put it kindly, junk. But next to them was a very cool-looking candelabra. All patina and old wax from the four candle holders. It, on the other hand, looks awesome old and worth something. There was another table set aside for items removed from the sale. This included some of the creepiest pictures you'd care to look at, and each of the pictures was the same guy with smooth, pale skin and slick back black hair. It may as well have been a time lapse. Each photo looked like he was absolutely motionless while scene around him changed. I like to think it was an art piece and not what passed for this guy's happy snaps. The auction itself went smoothly. There were about ten people there. None of them looked particularly comfortable or hopeful. The books came up for sale and I immediately noticed the reaction in the room. It was as if a cold air had spilled across the room and everyone except me felt it. The others in the room shivered or recoiled. Mm, bit dramatic, really. The estate agent watched with interest and then really eyeballed me. Like he really wanted me to notice him. So the books sitting on the table certainly looked impressive, heavy and worn, but in my estimate, they were too worn, and I can't imagine anyone wanting a bunch of mouldy old books that look straight out of a 50s horror movie. You'd see Vincent Price walking around carrying one. The books started at $500 and stayed there. Even the auctioneer didn't seem keen on them. 
I just couldn't wait to see what the candelabra would bring. Oops, I got the candelabra $15, an absolute steal. But maybe I should have actually, I don't know, picked it up off the table before getting excited. I went up and paid the money to the cashier, or rather I waved my card over their phone until it blipped. I picked up the candelabra, and yes, it was very light. Too light to be iron, or silver, or anything that might be anything other than tin or aluminium. It was a cheap trinket. But I think it looks good on my dining table. Adds a sense of occasion to my breakfast alone. But on the way out, oh, things changed then. I pretty much turned away from the table and walked straight into what could arguably be the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. We stood for a moment looking at each other, unsure of which way to step to avoid walking into the other. Uh, she was tall for a woman, able to look me directly in the eye. Not that I'm especially tall myself, but still. She had shoulder-length blonde hair, a straight-cut fringe. She just had the most... Uh, statuesque face and delicate sculpted body. It was just a second standing there before she looked around the room and sighed, clearly disappointed in having missed the auction. She turned and left while I stood there holding this stupid tin candle holder. The estate agent stepped in front of me then, filling the empty space left by this departing goddess. Talk about contrasts. This guy was a little shorter than me, dark hair, creased face with bags under his eyes. He said, and I'll try to imitate his tone, I couldn't help but notice your interest in the collection of journals and memoirs. Would you like to enter an offer? No thanks, they aren't what I'm looking for, but thank you. Really, I'm pretty sure I don't have the money to buy a bunch of old books that look like they and need restoration work before they could be sold. And even then, who'd want to buy such books? You see, fate, serendipity, I've pretty much wasted my time trying to achieve something that others were also trying to achieve. Sometimes your will wins out, and other times you're just not with it, and someone else is. In this case, no one got the goods and I left with a candelabra made of tin, as it turns out. Old and kind of cool looking, but of no material value. I'm looking at it now on my dining table. It looks well gothic, and I've been thinking of getting a black tablecloth to go under it. I'd probably spook anyone I brought home, as if they wouldn't have been before the candelabra. Happy, fateful coincidence. You'll see soon. I'm feeling pretty good about this position in the architecture team. It's a bit of a step up for me, but I know I'm worth it. How hard can it be? I already do a lot of architecture stuff and rest is just some diagrams and talking too much. I just got off the phone to the estate agent from the weekend. He's been trying to flog those old journals and memoirs. No one wants them, it seems. Well, I'll be up for a good pay rise soon. I wouldn't be surprised if I was called in today for good news. Maybe I'll get a morning tea or a cake or something. So I bought the stupid books. They'll go with the candelabra and look all old and spooky. 
You never know, they may be interesting to read. Ah, the boss has just waved me over to his office. This is it. I'm moving up in the world now. What the absolute... Apparently, I'm not a team player. Unreliable and don't get enough done. I I work harder than 90% of the guys and they get all the credit. I was given the option to leave today and they'd pay out my notice period. So keen to get rid of me, they didn't even want me to train up my replacement. I just, I just bought those stupid books too. Five hundred bucks for a pile of brass, bound leather and wood. That's what generosity gets you, garbage. I'll have plenty of time to read them though now. What's this one? Let me see. Catalogue of the various lost denizens of the old world. And this one, Esoterica of Floribarology. That second one looks like a rough translation from... I have no idea what that script is. Perhaps some old Middle European text. I have no idea what I'm going to do now. Man, I remember how much that day sucked. I think it was fate. I really was rubbish at my job. And I really wasn't a team player. Now I think about it and think of how I treated people. Nah. Still, it was the best thing that could happen. It wasn't the lowest point in my recent history. And in many ways, I wish I was back then. I thought the worst thing that could happen was losing my job. It painted me as incompetent and made me so mad it made me confront the possibility that what I thought I knew about the world and myself, I sure was wrong. Still probably am, but I think I'm more aware of the enormity of what I don't know and don't understand. I don't think it's going to matter much. What did Heidi say to me? You're looking for something, but you don't know what it is or where to find it. You just don't seem to understand how the world works. I don't think she meant quite what I'm talking about, but the words still stick. This is my exit plan. next episode will be posted at the same time next week. In that episode, the narrator reads from the mysterious books. Visit gravityundone.net to learn more.